It's time for Larry News Sports. My guests tonight, John Fowler, Blue, Chicago. December 15th, 7.04 p.m. 2022, episode 149, I believe, of Larry No Sports. It's something. It's right around the one, f- the, the, the sesquicentennial mark. Whoa. <laughs> sesquicentennial. Is that right? Is that right? Am I yeah. Sure? yeah. 150 years of sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. Thanks, John. It's a sexy centennial. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my grandma's a sexy Grandma's 150 now. All right. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're talking NBA here. We got, that's the voice of Matt WJ, a Bulls fan. John, of course, oh. a Rockets fan. Me, of yeah. course, a Knicks fan. We're going to start off with the Knicks, who are on a five-game winning streak. Bye-ya. And uh, sitting at, at the sixth seed uh, with a 15-13 and 13 record. And, look, I think they're going to probably hover around 500 all year. Maybe a little bit. Maybe they might finish a little better than 500. Yeah. But I, I've really enjoyed watching them during this winning streak, obviously, because they're winning. But I like their rotation, the way they're playing. And I'm, I'm done rooting for the tank. Uh, and that may change. They could pull off a five-game losing streak, and that'll, ta- that'll change. But, like, I don't know. I realized how stupid it was just to be rooting for that because even if they lost every game from now through the end of the season, they only have a 14% chance at one Uh So why do that to yourself? And um, sure. I would rather get the number one pick than be the seven or eight yet, like get into the play in and make the seven or eight seed. I'd rather be, get the number one pick, but I'd rather be in the play-in fighting for the seven or eight seed than have the eighth or ninth best odds in the lottery, which is probably as good as they could do. So enjoying the victories, and I'm going to keep enjoying them. And um, there's a lot to like. Uh, Their rotation now, unfortunately, Obi is out of the rotation. He, well, that's not Back up. Obi is hurt. He's injured. Uh, for the next two or three weeks, unfortunately. So there's a nine-man rotation going on. And weirdly, no Cam Reddish, which I'll touch on a bit. But yeah. 
the rest of the nine-man rotation is all under 30. Uh, I think six of them are draftees of the New York Knicks. There's Brunson, Randall, and Hartenstein are the non-draftees. And then the six draftees are RJ, Mitch, um, Grimes, Quickly, Deuce, Jericho Sims. I think I got them all. Um, Write in if I didn't. And... (laughs) And, uh, but anyway, yeah, there's lots of like, I like, like, as I've said a lot this year in our previous pods, like, I can't, I don't love everything about Tibbs. I don't love everything about the direction of the team, but I can't complain about the rotations and the minute allocations. And right now, Rose and Fournier are not playing. So what else could he ask for, really? Except Reddish, maybe. Reddish, it's weird It's weird that Reddish is out of the rotation. Um, especially after Obi went down. They decided to play Jericho Sims over him. And Jericho Sims, they play Sims and Hartenstein together, and they're both kind of centers. So, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I, I assume Reddish has played his last minutes for the Knicks and will be elsewhere come February. Okay. Uh, if, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, December 15th is a is a date where a lot of trades could start happening. That's correct. And yeah. I, I know sometimes some contracts, it's like you got to wait until yeah. the uh, yeah, but like 25 game mark. So, uh, well, it's interesting you brought up uh, tanking earlier, how you're, you're done with the tank, because every team of ours has experienced tanking quite a lot the past decade, and <laughs> that the Knicks are out of it, the Bulls just got out of it, the Rockets are still smack dab in the, in the middle there, right, right Johnny? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, the, they're a bottom dweller. We're 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 bottom dweller, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to, we'll get to that. But like, yeah. I think the Rockets are one of. There's like, it does. This does come into play when thinking about whether to tank or not. There's there's like a group of five at the bottom, which is uh, Houston, OKC, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, not OKC. Houston, no. San Antonio, Orlando, Detroit, Charlotte. That's, that's the five. That's the five. And um, yeah, and then it's like the bulls and OKC are in that like fight for six though. It's totally yeah. gotta be a different watching experience. Cause OKC fans gotta be loving what they're seeing. Oh and yeah. Bulls fans are like, Ooh, bully. Yeah. I, I would say to any team thinking of joining the tank, we're full. <laughs> All right. Like, there, You're not catching those five. There, there's no room on the tank wagon for all of you wannabes. All right. Like, <laughs> I've, I've, I've had, I'm already getting nervous. I'm like, I've watched the Rockets in the last few weeks, beat the Suns twice, beat the Bucks. And then I see Kate Cunningham go out for the year. And I'm just like, yeah, like you may not, this is the bottom three is where you want. Things, things are not, things are not good in San Antonio. Thankfully we lost to San Antonio and I have not actually rooted for us to lose right in a game. But, but that's coming. I could get there. Yeah. yeah. I, I could get there. I'm not saying no. it's not going to happen. 
No, John, what I keep telling myself with the Bulls, because this has not been a good first half of the season. So I'm like, you know, it's a long season. There's still a long way to go to turn things around. For the Rockets now, it's a long season to lose a lot of games. So you still got that to like possibly look forward to. I, I like that you said with the Bulls, it's been a long half the season when it hasn't been half a season yet. But I'm sure as a Bulls sure fan, it, it seems like it's half been, a yeah. season. It's uh, uh I I don't I would I would not want to be where you guys are and it sucks yeah. you were right there last year and rocking and then well, I don't know because what I keep telling it because like last season okay like the best first half you can think of where it's like we're out of the tank number one the East everything's cooking everything's good right around when Lonzo got hurt for the first time and then Zach got hurt that's what all right things are. No, looking mm-hmm. too great. We're not. We can't beat the top teams. But hey, all right. Maybe, maybe this season could be like the the inverse. It's just because, like, right now it's just yeah. We're eleventh. We're a game and a half out of the play, and it's just like we 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 don't got the mojo going. We we don't we don't got it. Yeah. Um. So we'll 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 get to all the the variations of what the Bulls can do. Um. Sticking on the good mojo. The good mojo. With the Knicks. Um, the, one of the funny things is Julius Randle, like offensively at least, is having a really good season. And I even heard... Um, so two, two data points. I was watching ESPN at one point today, or maybe NBA Today on ESPN, and they they gave the the numbers for biggest risers in NBA 2K ratings. So the the like the rankings that the ratings that players have in NBA 2K change like daily or weekly. They're not just they don't just come out once a year. So the three biggest risers are Zion is the biggest by far. But then mm-hmm, yeah. you also have Randall and Jeremy Grant have risen in the last week. Um, so that's one data point. The other is, um, I don't know if you've listened, you listened to Simmons and house doing their trade rankings and house made a good case for Julius Randall being on it. And, and I think he's right. And I think, I think he has regained some trade value. I think the challenge though, is that he doesn't help every team. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you're a wing who can defend like crazy and hit yeah. threes, then every team is like, "All right, we'll take you." But I think Julius Randall, I yeah, it's it's a it's a trickier needle to thread to to find a spot for him. But he's definitely getting better, and that's awesome. Yeah. To go into yeah, I haven't um, actually the team I have in mind for a trade target is uh phoenix if uh because they could use some offense on definitely for their bench unit or within their rotation they do have cam johnson coming back as their four but right now it's tory craig it's good defensively doesn't do as much offensively because jay crowder is not he's kind of like to play the jay crowder role but not defensively more of the offense mm-hmm. so that's a team i could see uh, and I'll, I'll look for other trades maybe in an upcoming episode. But let's, I'm going to do a little bit on Randall. I'm going to share my screen with you. 
And just just to just to illustrate, and no stat tells the whole story, but to illustrate how well he's doing this year compared to his um, the rest of his career and his N, uh, all NBA season two years ago. Yeah, points per game, second best of his career, getting close to that twenty four point one mark he had two years ago. Mm-hmm. He's now at twenty two point six. Uh, his field goal percentage uh, above actually that NBA all NBA season. And he was, be- it doesn't match his year in New Orleans in his last year in LA when he was basically like a down low post player. Mm-hmm. Three point percentage is a little low on 34%, but that is again, like basically the second highest of his career and by far the most attempts at seven. Much, much yeah. better than he was last year, 30%. Good free throw percentage. Uh, assists are down and his usages are down. That's definitely because of the arrival of Brunson. Uh, net rating, <laughs> he's even, just a, just a little <laughs> over zero, but that's the second best of his career. Uh, assist percentage we talked about, that's going to be down because of Brunson. Effective field goal percentage, even better than he was in 2020-21. Same with true shooting percentage. Um, so he's having a really good offensive year. And it's funny. We see the good and the bad with Randall. He played the Bulls. They played the Bulls last night. Uh, yeah. New York won in overtime. Randall started on fire, just like shooting the lights out. And then it seems like he got tired and kind of he reverts to this old Randall stuff where he just like ISO balls and takes these bad shots. Like, so here's his, sh- let me get his shot chart up. Okay. This is the all NBA season. And one of the, th- he just kind of, his shooting numbers were above what he really is. That's kind of how he got to that height that he'll probably never get to again. And you look at his shot chart, it's, it's got a lot of threes, um, a lot in the paint, but also it's a little messy in terms of the, the Mori ball allocate the Mori ball distribution of where you want shots. There's a lot of long twos, especially his favorite spot. It was always on the right side of the baseline. Um, and he hit a lot of them in 2020, 21. So that's why he was so effective, but it's not a great shot. And you compare that to now, it's just a lot cleaner. Like that's a nice looking shot chart, right? Yeah. And um, that's what he's been doing, and that's why his offensive season is so good. And then sometimes, like the end of last night's game, when the Knicks had the ball for the last possession of the fourth quarter, you see Randall do this. Iso, Iso. And an air ball. And that's exactly... um, That's exactly this shot right that's, here, that's, which yeah. he made a lot of, and it's I think it's one of his favorite places to take a shot, but not a great shot selection. So that's Randall, and um, I mean, before kind of slipping a little last night, he's been really good on this um, five-game winning streak, and I still think they should trade him if they could get something for him. I don't know, John, would you agree with that? Yeah, just because... 
I don't know that they're going to go anywhere with him. Now, I don't know if they're going to go anywhere without him. Right. We've talked about this before. But if there's an opportunity and you can grab some young talent or some draft picks that might convey in the top 10, unlike any other Knicks first round draft picks, um, then, yeah, I would I would go for it. Yeah. Or would you even do it like. I don't know. Let's say let's say Phoenix was willing to give. All right, let's let's just say Phoenix was willing to give their 2023 unprotected pick. No, in knowing that Phoenix is going to be probably a top four seed in the West, so it's going to be 25, 20, the 25th or 26th pick. Would you do that? Um, maybe depends on how um, it's got to fit with the overall vision, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, like when you even you you see an organization like the Warriors, like an obviously very well run you know, place. And they're trying to do this, be young and old at the same time thing. And it's not working out, mm-hmm. right? You really need um, coherence top to bottom. And I think if you say, all right, if we want to win a championship in five years, what do we need to happen? We need RJ to get better. We need Obi to get better. We need to bring in, we need Brunson to maybe stay where he is or even get a little bit better. But those guys need to make bigger jumps, I think. And then we need to bring in more top flight, Mm -hmm. maybe another top flight guy. And maybe that's drafting or maybe it's free agency. But, you know, you got to – I think you have to see where you're going and understand the steps along the way because they're not going to win a championship this year and they're not going to win a championship next year. So thinking about that is kind of ridiculous, right? It's like, all right, does it make more sense to be bad this year to get to that five-year mark? Or does it make more sense to be good and what do we do? Yeah. And they, and I'm not sure where Randall fits in that because, again, he's just this tweener guy where I don't think he's even overpaid. I think his contract no. is like fine. I think like the money they're paying him for what they're getting, I think is great. I think it was a ripoff last year, but I think it's great now. And if he were a better like pure shooter, he would have real value. Yeah. Like you could get real stuff for him. He's, it's just it's just tough. So I don't know. If if you could trade him for something that gives you more flexibility going forward, maybe that's the play. Flexibility like something you mean that's cap not wise? The in-game, but like a stepping stone to the in-game. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I'm sure the Knicks want to play hard the the organization. They don't want to tank. Um they're too they're too good to tank, as we've talked about. Yeah, I think so. So, so there's no point in like trying to be bad necessarily you want to build you want to uh, accrue future assets still yeah they yeah yeah, to me i'm against being bad yeah just just for the record the only bad that i support as a fan is like young talent who could could be something not the like sixers process where you're putting out five guys who are going to end up in the g league when they're off your team (laughs) like I'm talking about like people who might be great. Right. You know, if you're if you're putting those guys out, that's going to keep your fans happy. If you're just trying to lose by telling Shay Gilgis Alexander to that he has a calf strain, yeah, that's for six worst. months or whatever, like that's garbage. Yeah, even like Phillies, they it was mostly in the form of. I mean, they did put a lot of crap out there, but they were trading for few. They were trading current value for future value. So I can't yes. hate that. OKC's okay, so done that, but fake injuries is like 
or sort of, be, you know, sque- bending the line of injuries, blurring the line of injuries, that's where it gets dicey and could could and maybe should be penalized by the league. So, yeah, I, I think at now the best course of action for the Knicks is to probably stay good. Yeah. Uh, there are there are really no free no free agents this coming summer. Um, there's Harden and Middleton, but Middleton will probably resign with Milwaukee and Harden. Yeah. you don't want for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Two years from now is going to be a big free agent year. Um, the and I'll, I'll do this quickly, but it's something I've thought about a lot, um, and I'm sure teams are thinking about this. We all know very few max-level players become unrestricted free agents because if you're a max-level player, you're usually good from the get-go and you, you extend for a max to your second rookie, so you're at, off of your rookie contract to that second contract. And then when you would have become eligible to be an unrestricted free agent for that third contract... If you're a max level guy, you extend for the max anyway, rather than hit free agency. But in a few cases where you weren't maybe max level for the first for the first contract, you become max level during the second. Con- so you don't sign a max level contract for that number two. So you can't you're not allowed to extend for the max. So knowing that you're going to get the max, you wait till free agency. And the three players are. Jalen Brown, um, I can't imagine him wanting to leave the Boston situation. But anyway, he's going to hit unrestricted free agency. Yeah, who knows? A year and a half is like mm-hmm. ten years in real. In a year and a half in the NBA <laughs> is like ten years in real time. Yeah. As far as shit that could happen. So Jalen Brown, Dejounte Murray is not going to be eligible for the max. is is very close to a max level guard, and I'm sure hates it in Atlanta, where Trey Young has the most shots in the league. And the third is uh, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, OG Ananobi, who is the 3 and D wing everybody wants. All their those guys will be smack in the middle of their prime, under 30, when they hit free agency two years from now. So we know what happens when the Knicks plan around signing free agents, <laughs> how that goes. So I don't think you should... Do everything to open you. You don't need to open cap space until you're there. But plan A is keep developing the young talent. Fournier is going to be off the books by then. 2024, it should be relatively easy to make room for one max guy and hopefully sign one of those three. To make room for two max guys, you're going to have to get rid of one of one or two of Randall, Barrett, and RJ. So that's where trading Randall comes in. So the plan is you you got Brunson. Hopefully RJ gets better. These other young guys, Grimes, McBride, quickly get better. Get one of those three guys we mentioned, and then you have all the trade chips to make that big trade of all those draft assets to make that one big trade like like they could have done for Mitchell this summer. But they'll be in a position where getting one superstar makes them a legit contender. If they have Brunson, yeah. if they had Brunson, Jalen Brown, and whoever you could get for four unprotected picks and three swaps, like that's a that's a real contender. Yeah, yeah, and 
you say maybe Jalen Brown doesn't want to leave the Celtics because who wants to not leave a good thing, but does, does Brown want to be the man on a team? Right. Does he want to be the king of New York? Because Br- Brunson is great. Brunson's at uh, having a right around all star season. Is, is he the guy though? Like that's that's just how it is with the NBA. Who's your number one? Right, and, and Brunson is very good, as you said. He's and in, he's the primary guy right now in New York, but he's not a primary guy on a championship team. Right. Yeah. And, it reminds me of Barkley's the story Barkley always tells about when he's when he was going to Phoenix, where they're like asking him, "Oh, how are you going to fit in on? How do you feel that you're going to fit in on Kevin Johnson's team?" He's like, "Oh no, it's my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best player. It's my team." Right. Like, that's right. a perfect like comparison. Because Brunson, that's a, like Brunson to Kevin Johnson is is very close in like talent level comparison. Yeah. And Brunson probably will be a mayor of Sacramento one day as well. And married oh, to that. Sacramento. Per- What's that? It can't be it can't be Paul Meadow. He can't he, he he has to take over Kevin Johnson's role as Sacramento mayor. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Uh, so that's the Knicks. We did it. Let's move to the Bulls. The, the plan is set. We, the yeah, set. that's the plan. That's my plan. Uh, and if they, and if they whiff on those three free agents, I think the front office goes again. Yeah. <laughs> new coach new front there's office there's like a pattern with dolan owning the team it's just like I'm, i you know i got my conspiracy board i'm like what 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 is what is what's the, the what's the one reason? commonality of all these administrations <laughs> well you, you talk about owners who might be effing up the team i i i might have some some yeah I, I i i am very excited to see or to hear what um matthew WJ here has to like what, what's going to fix the Bulls. I am really, really excited. To oh man, yes. Yeah, so- well, sorry. Just I mean, breaking news yeah. from earlier today. Of course, um, just Woj was on NBA Today talking about how there are no guarantees Lonzo Ball comes back this year. Wow. Oh, I think Lonzo Ball is like past Kawhi at this point in terms of brokenness. Uh, he actually has showed up the last few days. I think Lonzo Ball is like, I think he is, um, I don't know. I, I really worry about that guy because he's so great and it's so sad. But I read that article, that big article about him in the offseason, and I was just like, this guy's done. I don't know. It's not looking good. It's not. when I mean, he is, he is not, I don't think he's even 24 yet. Yeah. I, he is, I mean, I don't know his exact age, but yeah, he's still pretty young. Yeah. It's unfortunate because so, he's so talented. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Now, him coming back would not, oh, we have Lonzo, we're a 20 and 5 team. No, no, Lonzo's good, but he's not. I, I, I don't think he would propel us back to being like at the current Celtics and Bucks level. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing fine. We'll probably, you know, we'll probably actually be around more around where the Knicks are, like, you know, 15 and 13, like probably, you know, right around like 500 or just above it. But um, there, there, there's been a lot going on. You, you know what I'll say that might just be an unpopular opinion? It's just like, I just think Zach, he's our max guy now. 
And when you're the max guy, you have to be the guy. Zach hasn't been the guy because does he also have knee issues? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, he's it's, been it's, not very good this year, right? No, he, he's been, he's been fine to like, he, um, the game, you you know, you're bringing up tanking teams like the Magic, how they're professionally tanking. Like, oh, if they beat the Bulls, uh, Jalen Suggs, just like three-pointer right in Iowa's face to, to, to win the game. So I'm like, I actually, the Magic actually think are pretty good, but mm-hmm. they seem to also have a hard time with the um, the tank in there. But, uh, yeah, guys, there, there's, there's a whole lot with the Bulls that just hasn't been as... <laughs> as rosy as last year, which even last year didn't, didn't end so well. So I, I'm hearing all these trades to the Lakers. Yeah. We'll send DeRozan and Bush to the Lakers. All right. What are we getting back? Well, would you do peanuts? it? Like, what's... Would you do it for two Laker unprotected Lakers picks? That would be the high mark. Um, yeah, well, all right. Well then, cause cause, cause Zach is still very young Io has come along really well. He's been benched a lot lately just because, you know, second season, a little bit of that sophomore slump. Maybe we need some more time to develop there. We love Caruso. Just unfortunately, Caruso's also had those um those nagging injuries going on. So like we we, we got a talented team, but just like we're missing some key pieces though, because of either long term long term injury stuff or short term here. And it's kind of just like, you know, we're just defensively we're still not there and then like i i actually got my my best friend um kevin hoffman diehard super bulls fan wanted um a lot of uh talking points as well one of the big things is booch i love booch <laughs> in the post i love that you uh you you did like research you got your staff to get you some talking yeah. points i got you know my coffee boy he's got some ideas i'm like hey give me give me what, what, what do you think about here? Like, like well, one of the big things, like he he actually wants more Vucevic in the post because Vuce is getting double team. Vuce is an excellent passer out. The double team happens like we're passing around, but like sometimes it feels like yeah, Wallace gets stuck with like, all right, Demar, you do your ISO stuff, and here we go. And like up, oh, like if he's on that night, great. If he's not, then we're kind of uh, just settling for jump shots because also with Zach, along with him not being. The guy, he's taking a lot of like hero shot threes, and like when he's making them, great. If he's not making them, we're not having a good time this year. But uh, one of the key things from the Knicks game that has brought up a lot is that when talking about the Bulls in clutch time, five minutes to go or overtime, we're, we're not winning these games. The Atlanta game we had, mm-hmm. we had that game, and then they give up a tippet at the buzzer. That was crazy. John, did you see that? Yeah. AJ Griffin tipping, yeah. Oh, we had, they, they fouled DeMar. He had makes all free throws. Oh, great. All right. There's like less than a second on the clock. And then they, which it was a back to back, which is like, all right, we're, we had just killed the Mavs the night before, which they were at Luca. They were on a back to back. We score a franchise record 82 points. And like that, that's how the, that's how the week started. It's like, great. We, 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 all right. We've got some positivity. Oh, we lose Atlanta and then we lose at home to the Knicks in overtime. So it's just, was that, 80, been that 82 in like the first half or something like that against the Mavs? Yeah. yeah. On um, last Saturday. So it's been like a season where it's like, 
one step forward, two steps back. Whereas with the Knicks, it's been like, you know, step back, step back, then like a couple of steps, you know, five game win streak now. Like, all right, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's been a good week there. So that's, I just seems to be what the Bulls are lacking. But yeah, they're just not making the best decisions. The defense should be more concrete, which Lonzo would help with that. But what's, it's just, it, it's not looking good overall. So. I'm interested to hear like whatever trades you guys think or whatever rumors you've been. Right. Well, well, before any specific trades, I mean, what do you think about the idea of like of a full teardown of the Bulls where you would trade DeRozan and Vooch to the Lakers or some, you know, something you you could still get something for Zach Levine Caruso. You could get something for. Yeah. Just do a full fire sale replenish your assets. I I think their own their own pick this year is owed to the Magic, but to the magic, it's top yes. four protected, I think. Wait, why would they trade a pick to the Magic? What would they they must have gotten something they great in return. <laughs> yeah, Vooch. Just just kidding. Just I, kidding. But that I, is really I, I love Vooch, man. Ever. When he's in the post, he is just he, he's dream shaking. He's doing all this. What what I hate is just where does three point shooting go? Don't you dare say dream shake. My he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing. He's doing all these great moves. He's pirouetting. It's, it's beautiful. But then he'll he'll just take these. When, when he makes one three a game, I'm like, oh my god, he made a three. Here we go. And like I just I know he has to take it for spacing, but it's just it's just driving me nuts. But yeah, just it was like you know how they got him too is like that season when Acme like first started, like, Hey, Boosh had like a 40 point game for the magic against the bulls. It's like, yeah, this, this guy's an all-star. This is going to be a great addition. And just, it just, he always the third wheel. Boosh always has great games against the Knicks. He's just been historically a Nick killer. Yeah. Um, John, if only they played the Knicks for 82 games. Hey, maybe, you know, <laughs> John, what would, what would you do if you were in charge of the bulls? I think, I think it's, I think it, they're in the, I think they're in a tougher situation, quite honestly, than the Knicks because of the Zach Levine contract. And you, oh man, it's like paying, and it's the same in the NFL, um, not so much in Major League Baseball because there's no salary cap and stuff. But like in the NFL, if you're paying a good quarterback a ton of money, that's all right. If you're paying like a middling quarterback mm-hmm. a ton of money, then you're like in trouble, right? And Zach Levine is not Patrick Mahomes, right? He's uh, he's more Kirk Cousins. Oh, wow. And yeah, I didn't even realize how much his contract was, dude, dude. And and it's it's like the the same with the Wizards and Bradley Beal and these these contracts that. And it was like that with Wall back in the day when he signed it. And you just, you got to keep the asset and you got to yeah. pay this person who's quote unquote a max player. But to your point, Matt, he's not playing like a max player. He's not playing like the guy. He's just, and, and that is just really, really tough yeah. to work around. So I take back what I said about you could probably move Zach Levine. Uh, I mean, you, you probably, I, I think it's possible to move him. Um, I think it would be hard 
it it would be hard. A lot of teams, they especially with his injury history, would be hesitant to do it with that contract. Yeah, and to defend um, Acme, I want to say Acme, Kurnishvich and Mark Everly is our um, our front office there. Who, which you say, hey, trade them all, that's fine. Well, that was the life under Garpax, our former mm-hmm. regime, and that was just. I like that you have names for your. Like, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Office but, coach I see. I, I I hear it all the time. I just assume it's. <laughs> It's widespread around the league. Oh no, it's Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, we like nicknames. You know, Garfas, Acme. We'll see what the uh, the next <laughs> is called. But so you sign Zach in the off season. He's got the knee issues, but he's an all star. If we don't sign him last off season, then then we're just tearing it down. Like all right, we just right. Well, Zach. We just have Demar and Fuchbis. So it's like all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna run things back and. I hate signing to the bench. Dragic and Drummond have been phenomenal. I, I I love those guys coming off the bench and the and the whole about you know the continued development of Io. It's just we're missing Lonzo, and Zach says he doesn't have pain in the knees, but yeah, I I feel like they're they're in that really tough spot where it's like all right. We have that potential. We just what, what are we missing? Are we missing some guy in the locker room to like really get things going, or do we need a trade to really shake things up to like really just just get like different voices in there? Because also, Billy Donovan was quietly signed to a four year extension, so it seems like things were working with him. Now it's the NBA; like you can just a coach can get fired just like any coach can get fired just like that. Where it's just all right, just it's just dropping the bucket when it comes to some of those contracts, but I, I, and like, I'm very much someone who's like a wait and see kind of guy where it's like, I, I, I just, I just don't know. Like there's, yeah. If we just tear things down again, then we're what we, we just want to go for one Banyama. We want to enter that full tank. That's it's too full of the teams already. I mean, I don't know that you have the young talent to kind of tear down for like, we're talking multiple years, uh, multiple drafts at least. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. It's it's a really, like, I think the Bulls are in one of the toughest positions of any team right, right now. Because the best thing that uh, happened to them was, um, of recent moves was the DeMar DeRozan signing, where they, I think they might have had to do a tr- sign-and-trade, but they barely gave up yes. anything. And he's been f- fantastic. Um, but then the extension of Levine and then the Vooch trade. Which, you know, I understand once DeRozan came, they were really good. Lonzo was playing a really good. And they're like, okay, let's go for it. And I kind of liked it at the time. Yeah. Caruso um, got cheap-shotted. Let's not forget. Yeah. That was, I mean, and that cost him like half the season or whatever. Yeah. Like that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that sucked, and you guys. I mean, you guys were cooking last year. I, yeah. I just and I love Lonzo. Like I said, I just I don't know what with that guy. I really don't at this point because it's the stuff I was reading in that article, like between the lines about just not understanding what was going on, not trusting, you know, my body and my, like the it's yes. it just it just seems really tough. But yeah. Uh... I think it might just be more of like you, you got to wait and see because uh, trade deadlines in February. 
maybe then we'll have a clearer picture of what's out. I mean, I mean, Demar's contract was a three year deal, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, all right, well, if you trade him, then like it's half a season and and the year next year, and definitely a contender could could always use him because he just he'll he'll get points. He's had some bad playoff games, but then he had a great one against Giannis last year. But yeah, since Demar came in, he he's been the guy. When it's like, well, Zach's younger, Zach Zach will take over. I think that's ultimately what what my him is just like we just need Zach to become like the 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 lead guy, the max guy. And with Vucevic, you make that trade because all right, we're we're building around Zach. This was um uh pandemic year. They they almost made the play in bubble, but but they just missed out. But then. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 young wise, you want, you want Zach, you want Io, you want Lonzo is available on like Caruso. Like, there's a core, good core there. They got Javante Green as well. Javante's just all energy. And uh, Kevin was telling me like he thinks Javante should be starting over Patrick Williams, who's another guy who's like, oh, this, this guy's fantastic one game, and then he literally doesn't shoot the ball at all the next game. He's just. It's an enigma, and and he was a the fourth overall selection by by Acme there when they started off. So there's just a lot of loose ends that like, can we somehow sew this all together and to um, at, at least make it the playoffs? I think that, like John's saying, like just 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 stop being bad, just stop tanking just for tank's sake because it just it just gets they went through this from 2016 to 2020. No one lost more games than the Bulls. No one. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> it, it sucks to be back into that tanking conversation, but I think the Bulls' best option right now, and this is not me not being a fan, so it's easy for me to say, I think their best option right now is to have a fire sale this trade deadline. And that would be, uh, especially trading De- DeRozan, I think you could get a nice return because he's awesome. Uh, Vooch, yeah, maybe, I think maybe someone will take. Vooch. I, I think it's gonna a lot's gonna depend on how many teams have a real shot, like mm-hmm. come January, February. Because if you're a Western Conference team right now and you're at 500, you're right there. Yeah, right. Like the Eastern Conference, maybe not so much. Maybe you're just pretending. But like, pretty much everyone has a shot at the Western Conference right now. So it's going to depend on that. And then also how many other sellers there are out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause Utah has some better stuff than you do. <laughs> yeah. Not better than got... DeRozan. I mean, you could say maybe Lowry Markinen, but I think DeRozan's um, better than anybody on Utah. Yeah. DeRozan would be the, probably the best short-term fill. I just, I feel like if you're trying to make a run, maybe his playoff baggage, um, people don't want it, but I don't know. It'd be a nice addition the, to the Lakers. You definitely would. Yeah, the Lakers have been playing I, well. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, so, I guess yeah. we'll see. And I, I guess we'll see. And I think, I think the Bulls, I think the best thing they can do right now probably is get better and make these assets like look better. Especially Zach Levine. <laughs> I don't think they can trade Zach Levine. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. But, you know, maybe just focus on getting DeRozan 40 a night. Or whatever. So it's yeah, terrible. I yeah. I don't like, know. He's so good, like, by the way. This is just an aside, but like every time when I, I just watched him last night, and he 
pretty much single-handedly brought the Bulls back to tying the game. Like, New York had that in hands, and they kind of blew it before eventually winning in overtime. DeRozan down the stretch, he really is one of the best scorers in the NBA. Yeah, and I know we're we're really ragging on Zach. Zach can be so good. Like, he mm-hmm. can just go mm-hmm. off and catch fire. Does he take too many threes? You can say that. Does he take too many bad threes is definitely a good question. But there's a reason why he's a max player is because how young he is, how good he is. But in the NBA, you you need superstars to win. And with, with DeMar, it's like, okay, DeMar has been our best player, but is he like the superstar? Like you put him next to like LeBron and AD, it's like, oh, sh- well, that, now you got the you know, three-headed monster there. And like, and DeMar could definitely be a best as like a number two or three. And then people said that for a long time about Zach. So it's like, all right, it's, it's Zach, it can't he be a one or is he is he best as like a two or three? So I think, yeah, it's there's still a long season left. Hopefully they'll get better, but maybe hopefully better enough just to trade some assets away. I, I like the only thing about Kurnishovic is that he's the guy who, uh, was um, the one behind drafting Jokic. And so maybe they got their relationship. So that's kind of like our future dream right there. It's like <laughs> if he can lure Jokic away. Is it a pipe dream? I don't know. I think so. I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or can he find another Jokic? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you can find another Jokic. Well, you have time. Um between now and February. And I think if the bulls are still, you know, number 11 in the East come February 1st, then I think I, in my opinion, I would do a teardown, but I understand oh, yeah. not wanting to do that. All right, let's go to the rockets who we know are going to not be in the playoffs this year. Uh, they've, they've, as you've alluded to, they've won, won a lot recently. Oh God. They're, they're, they still lose almost every game on the road, but they're actually over 500 at home now, I think. Wow. Um, I think they have like a four-game winning streak at home. It's ridiculous. They are they're showing real signs. And and granted, the win against Phoenix was without Booker. This last yeah, one. Yeah. The one before, they had Booker. But this last one, I think it was without Booker and maybe even without Aiden. I don't know. But the um, the win against the Bucks was legit. And they are, they're really, they're, they're showing it. And they're definitely young and inconsistent and making bad decisions and all the things we all did when we were young. Yep. <laughs> um, but, but man, I, as I've said before on here, I, I, they got, they got four guys on the team who I really like as top line talent. And then like, and that, and so Jalen Green, obviously, but I think Jabari, Jabari has been coming on in the last few weeks. I was nervous at, at first, and now I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this guy's going to figure it out. And then Shangun, I, I love, even though I realize there are holes in his game and whatever. And then Tari Eason. I think those four are top-line guys, and I love K.J. Martin. I love, his, I love what he does off the bench. And Kevin Porter Jr. is really talented. I'm really excited to see... So you see Christopher got sent down? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, so Christopher got sent down, um, and Ty Ty ah. is coming back. 
So Ty Ty was injured at the start of the year, and then they sent him to the G League because there aren't enough guard minutes to go around. And so now he's back. And, and so I'm really, I don't know, because he's got those Kentucky bona fides, right? Mm-hmm. I just, and, he, and he's tearing it up in the G League. Now, granted, it's the G League. I get that. But tearing it up is tearing it up. And so um, I'm really excited to see how the rest of the season shakes out. But then I'm nervous because I just don't know. I mean, like, they're definitely better than, like, is probably good for them right now. Yeah, Um, but you could say that, you could certainly say that about Orlando and San Antonio. Yes, I would say Orlando has a ton of talent. And even Detroit without Cade, because if Jaden Ivey keeps, you know, progressing, like, Detroit is really playing well, so... I don't know. I have no idea where the where the tankathon is going to go at this point because Indiana is completely out. They are way too good. Utah is probably too good. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City is too good, but I know they will. They <laughs> will, you know, Jeff Galuli, somebody, and uh, put him put him down. <laughs> um, like they'll they'll do whatever. So it's just going to be. It's really crowded at the bottom. Yeah, and the bottom in the West is not that far from the middle, right now. Like, right, right. So I don't know. Um, I'm loving it. I'm loving what I get to see. I think it's fun, but yeah, I really, I just want this lottery thing to be over with already. I, I just, I can't even handle it. I'm already stressed about it. Jeff Galuli, by the way, technically that's a sports reference. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. so right now Houston is two and a half behind Charlotte is in pole position right now Charlotte is so bad like, <laughs> yeah. they are so effing bad and they're yeah they're the ones they're where I'm mess. like they should be losing games yeah um, I, I mean La, uh, LaMelo just came back so we'll, we'll see how they do with LaMelo in yeah. there um, but and yeah Rozier's not bad but Rozier's good and they've got like a plumley yeah, um, Rozier is definitely a trade candidate. They do have a Plumley. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's the best Plumley. He's the best. The best. The best Plumley. Uh, um, but hopefully for them, this is Gordon Hayward's last year of that contract. I, Jesus. I, I, yeah. You talk about. I mean, that guy is broken. Yeah. And it's not even. It's not the same injury over and over again. This is not like Lonzo. This is like just he just breaks something different every time. But. I don't know. Maybe he's going to do like a remember how Kevin Love was like awesome. And then he was like injured every year. And now he's like kind of this elder statesman, Mm -hmm. great bench guy. So maybe that's Gordon Hayward's ultimate destiny. Yeah. I don't know. But he is such. Oh, God. He's had such a run. Holy cow. Amazing. Because I don't think he really had any injury issues when he was with Utah. It's just all of a sudden happened after that. I think it was a. First game with Boston when he broke yeah, his leg, yeah, and like it was in. bad too with the with the hair cast. But um, yeah, so it's it it is hard to like John because like I, I experienced that for a long time. We're like with the with the Bulls, like all right, we're losing, and there's really no point in watching because I, I just know. Hey, we're really competitive for three quarters, then the fourth quarter, let's just shit the bed and let's just. Uh, Try to get that nice L, and uh, like for for Houston, this has been going on. Like I feel like 
feels like 10 years now. It's only been like a couple seasons, right? Yeah, because the Rockets did have like the best record of the decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only been so, since they traded Harden, so that's like two years. Yeah. It, I, it, 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 but it's the been US... a couple years, but it's been, you know. But I actually like watching this team yeah, yeah. better than some of those Harden years. <laughs> the the Harden non-Chris Paul years were tough. Harden Dwight Howard. Ooh. Oh, like, yeah. And – and just the the Harden stuff was, and the Harden Russell Westbrook was just weird, but kind of awesome. Um, the the small ball or whatever, like the pocket um, rockets, the micro yeah. ball. Yeah. yeah, that was that was cool. But but this team is just fun. Like it's like youngsters just going at it, and I, I like it. So yeah, so but you just got, but. It, it would be, I guess, Houston, really, they should just keep doing what they're doing. They're going to finish in the bottom five or six, no matter what. Obviously, you'd rather finish in the bottom three because then you have the best odds at a top four pick and, and the best odds at a number one pick. But, um, yeah, you can't really control that. Everybody else is going to be doing that, too. And you like seeing yeah. the young players play well. So they're, they're in good position. It's it's good. It's good. Definitely no complaints for me. It's fun. And the start of the year was like a little bit too erratic. And I was just mm-hmm. like, these guys are live ball turnover machines. I mean, just like you watch the highlights, it's just the other team just dunking off live ball turnovers. And, and so like, okay, it's and that's gotten better. They're still not playing defense like like a real NBA team, but they're young. Yeah. That's what they do. And Jabari so, just has been as you said, on an upward trajectory. Like we, when we talked last time, two weeks ago, it was like, oh, Jabari's coming on. And then even since then, he's even better than that. He is. is and he's, like. Yeah, he can definitely, he can definitely play defense in the NBA. Yeah. Like he can definitely do that. And he can definitely shoot. He's just got to figure out what shots he can take and how to make it all work. Um, but he's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's really, it's going to be amazing to see, um, it, when we when we get to end of March, early April, and Houston is playing San Antonio, and just we'll see what lineups get thrown out there. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Pop does have he has the all time record in coaching ones, right? He got that last year. That sounds. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Lenny Wilkins still has it. Okay. I don't I know. Mean, I don't he's know. either there or close. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I thought he got it last year, but hey, like anything with Popovich, I would think would be like he, he's probably going to be like you're right. What the hell Popovich, are you talking about? Popovich. Wait, no, never mind. Keep going. I I I would think he would be like no, no, no we're competing. I don't, you know, I'll I'll get that. I don't think I think Popovich is going to. I think that the issue with San Antonio is they just don't have any real stars. Like Johnson and Vassell are good, but they're not like superstars and then and pop mm-hmm. is getting probably the most out of that team that he can i think it's and they're not bad actually. they're not bad for as little star talent as they have they're actually kind of good yeah when i just um you're and first of all you're right pop does have the win total record when oh, i just my sense of the universe it's that the spurs are going to get Wimbledon. that just feels right to me not not right and like that's good and that I want them to get him, but I don't know. That's just where I sense he's going, and I think Scoot's going to go to Orlando. 
oh no they can't no no that's just my my read on the situation just that's what the universe is telling me no because they orlando has too much already no orlando orlando never has never had too much as like a city as (laughs) they changed the damn rules because orlando had too much yeah 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 yeah. because they they won the lottery with they got they won the lottery two years in a row and they changed the rules after that um and they'll get more because depending on if the Bulls continue their misery and that Vooch pick, it's like that's that's right. That, that's that could be so that could be a really really tough trade because is is that top four protected or anything? I or? think it is top four. Let me I'm going to look yes. up that right now. Okay. I think that's um, what I've heard a lot. Oof. Yeah, protected top four. Oh man, that's so a hard right game now. To play right that. now, it would go to Orlando as. Uh, number eight pick yeah oh, that's a that's, yeah. that's i don't tough. think you can play for that top four spot you've got to just try and be as good as you can because that's yeah. too risky yeah yeah so I'm yeah sorry. well yeah you know i mean the magic have been bad for a long long time now like there's there's certain those teams were like yeah, with the Rockets, I don't know why. It's only been a few years, but I feel like hasn't it been like 10 years since they won anything. It's like, oh, wait, no. They had, they had Harden for so long. But NBA, it just it's a long season. It's, just, it's sometimes... Mm, that's sometimes, right. That's why in a no. year and a half, Jalen Brown's going to want out of Boston. <laughs> He's been there too long. Wants to, Everybody the wants The king out of, of New York. I want to see all the billboards. They like come, Jalen, come play for us. We love you. <laughs> Look, I do love how Houston is trying to pull off the best baseball team and the worst football and basketball teams mm. simultaneously. That's like that's impressive. You know, that's something. That's something. Yeah, because it it does feel like cities they usually when one team is it's usually like all their teams are bad or all their teams are good. Oh, that's uh, that's definitely Chicago because the Blackhawks, I think, are near. They're very much near the bottom in the NHL, mm-hmm. and the Bears are definitely top five worst. Which that's like, all right, we actually have some optimism there. Like Bulls and Blackhawks are like, what's what's going on hey, here? Unlike uh, unlike some of the other teams at the bottom of the NFL, at least the Bears own their own pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, the Rams and the Broncos. Ooh. Oh, and the Broncos. The Broncos are the best because the Rams at least got a championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there can't be any worse situation in sports or as a sports fan to be to just be terrible and not own your own pick. And oh, they no. can't they can't trade Russell Wilson. No, and Russell Wilson's now like damaged goods. And his contract. I mean, they could trade him to the Bulls for Zach Levine. Probably, <laughs> but that's like it's not gonna fix. Uh, it. Well, Russell Wilson was signed by the Texas Rangers. I don't That's know if there's true. a way to like That's trade true. him to the Astro. I maybe the Astros would be like, yeah, fuck it, we'll take we'll take Wilson. Why not? <laughs> just... <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a mess. But speaking of the speaking of the NFL, though, briefly, I want to like, I want to get my mom is not a listener to the podcast. Just so that's you like, know, she oh. she does not listen. I don't think she listens to any podcast, much less this one. But I want to give she's not a, a shout she's out not a Joe her, Rogan experience to, no, to to her alma mater because there's a little bit of a, a cyclone essence happening right ah. now and mm. we've got Brock Purdy yeah. now mm-hmm. as the quarterback of 
the 49ers and maybe like i mean pro like a super bowl a real super bowl possibility mm -hmm. with that team and i mean tyrese halliburton mm -hmm. is probably the top one of the top three best stories of the year for the nba yeah. i mean shea gill just maybe i don't know but in terms of like just being so freaking awesome and coming into your own like Halliburton is just incredible so both Iowa State people um uh Georgie's and Yang probably is not gonna uh join them <laughs> but <laughs> she's still mostly on the bench in Philly but um but yeah I think it's a shout out to my mom's alma mater that's, that's a, and that's in stuff. Ames Iowa right that's in Ames Ames uh, yeah. I think I've actually crossword yeah. yeah, it always is in the crossword. Um, <laughs> is is uh, the department store Ames named after that city? Or is oh, I just... don't even know. I, I never even heard of the department store Ames. I don't think it exists anymore, but it was oh. it was it was once once a thing. You would. I'm guessing if it was started in Iowa, you would probably know about it. Oh, probably yeah. 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 So probably not. I've it's never heard of the store either. Ames. A M E S. A M E S. Not A M E Z. Uh, a Rocky Hill, Connecticut. Was where it's uh, ah, started. So maybe, so probably some Richard Ames was like, Yeah, I'll do the store off Richard me, whatever. Yeah, probably. Go. Um, well, that's so good news for Iowa there. Unfortunately, Iowa's lost their first in the nation status for the Democratic primaries, at least. Oh. I mean, it was, it was due, it was due, like. Come on. Yeah. And they they just fucked it up last, last time, so. Yeah. I mean, that was I, actually yeah, after after that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is probably over." That was such a stupid mess. But but you know, but you got Brock Purdy. So Exactly. <laughs> That's bad. Brock. Huh? Brock. Uh I'll give a shout out to a podcast I love, the uh, the Ringer Fantasy Football Show podcast. They, they were they were giving a lot of love to Brock, and like he needs a nickname, mm -hmm. so they were just throwing out all the uh, Brock Obama. They got uh, Dwayne to Brock Johnson, and uh, because in the locker room afterwards, his teammates were all calling him Big Cock Brock. So it's like, hey, man, <laughs> he, he's 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 having a week, and I think he he was Mister Irrelevant. That's like organic. Draft. Go with that. Yeah, Mr. You know, or they should just call him Mr. Relevant. I like Mr. Relevant. I, I like Mr. Relevant too. That's a that's a. Fun it's it's family friendly as well, so it's a yeah. <laughs> big <laughs> cock relevancy. <laughs> uh, Matt, any anything you'd like to plug besides somebody else's podcast? Oh, uh, yes. You can pod. You could plug your own podcaster if you. Have uh, I don't have a podcast, but uh, what? what uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, Chicago Improv. I just uh, I got I got grad shows for uh, CIC. Uh, we're, we're doing them at Finley Dunn's. If you're in the Chicago line area, come out uh, Wednesday and Thursday. We got free shows uh, to do at uh, Finley Dunn's. So hopefully we find our, our big space. But uh, yes, uh, and then just a thank you to Pac-Man and, and John Blue here, the two dear friends of mine I have not seen in a long time. So great talking with you, fellas. Good having you on the show. John, any last last thoughts or plugs? No, I think, I think just... Um, just keep on rocking in the free world. Keep, keep on keep rocking on in, the free in the free world. world. If uh, <laughs> no, everything's everything's good, man. I'm really, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm loving this season. I'm loving 
how all this is unfolding. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll keep, Good we'll keep on watching and keep on listening and subscribing to Larry No Sports wherever you get your podcasts, any social media site. I'm at Larry the Athlete. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thank you.